Hi, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Here at USA Mortgage, we view you as customer for life. That means we are with you every step of your journey to help before, during, and well after you move into your new home. Home buying can be stressful, but we are here to make the process easy. I know driving determination with my very talented team here at USA Mortgage will make for some incredible things. You can expect to receive great customer service from me with many customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home or refinance, I can be the driver that gets you there. Call or text me at 502-680-0953 to find out how to get approved. MLS ID 448-908, that's Acquisition LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227-262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. Jerry, we are live and in the house. Yes, we are once again. And that is great. It's good stuff. Good stuff. How are you? I'm great. I know you are. <laughs> I am. You, you get to you see do? me again. Oh, boy. Yeah, there's that. Um, about that, actually. I don't know. I, I, that's, that's, that's a tough thing to just uh, say. What, that you're happy to see me? You well, say it I'm all always, the time. I am happy to see you. That's well, true. <laughs> you know, there's something that I just recently, within the last year, decided that I really like. And it's actually relevant, is beer cheeks. Beer cheeks, I love that. Well, I didn't realize I liked it until very recently. And now when I go to restaurants, it's one of my favorite things to get as an appetizer. Um, I bring that up because today is National National Pretzel Day. And nothing goes with beer cheese better than pretzels. I agree. I love both. (laughs) Kentucky beer cheese. They sell it at Kroger. It's the best beer cheese I've ever had. Really? Yep. Huh. I'll have to try it. I like that stuff. Huh. Well, yes, I do. What's your favorite kind? Uh, the best I've ever had is at this little restaurant. And I'm trying, the name escapes me. It's in this shopping plaza up in Louisville. And they sell it. It comes with, it's really, really, you know, you can get it either tangy or spicy. This is very spicy. And it comes with these little pretzel bites. Like they just take a big pretzel and they cut it up and bring it out to you, but they're so salty. It is delicious. I mean, delicious. Like you dip it and it's almost dripping off of it. It's like a really liquidy beer cheese. I've had some that are very dry, but this is a very liquidy, very spicy beer cheese. And it's delicious. Just amazing. Hi, Double. Glad you're here. Sounds like it uh, would be very good. 
It is. You don't remember the name of the restaurant, though? I don't. And you know what? I'll try to figure it out. I, it was one of those, uh, my my good buddy, Steph, and I go out and have dinner occasionally. <laughs> and uh, it was one of those, we got together and had dinner at that place that night. The food was unremarkable, but that appetizer was amazing. Oh, well, good. <laughs> yep. So, Jerry, guess what we got? We have the OG back. <laughs> After a couple of weeks of really... Um, not so good wines. <laughs> I was, I'm done with not so good. So I went and got us some good wine. You went with the old adage in the uh, grocery business, which is go with the best to hell with the rest. <laughs> we went with the OG Stella Rosa Black. Stella Rosa Black. And not only did we go with Stella Rosa Black, we went with, listen to that poor, listen to that poor. We went with a uh, a uh, how would fifty-five you just... gallon drum. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. That is a rather uh, large bottle. I can say. <laughs> well, these new glasses, Mike got us some newsworthy wine glasses, which we just love. But they, you fill up both those, and and I know you're not supposed to fill them up, but hell, we're dudes, right? We chug, we drink, yeah. we don't we don't sip. So, but you fill those up. And then the whole bottle's gone. And then you don't get yeah. any more. And that just seems not very satisfying. So hence the bigger bottle. There was two ways to fix that. Smaller glasses or bigger bottle of wine. Bigger bottle's <laughs> the way to go. That's the only way to address that problem. So I got to tell you, Jerry, I don't know if you were aware, but somebody the other day broke into my shed and they stole my limbo stick. Your limbo stick. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, how low one. can you go? <laughs> Apparently pretty low. <laughs> that bo- that joke is brought to you courtesy of Double Infinity. <laughs> Very nice. I guess she got tired of me telling really bad dad jokes. <laughs> so she <laughs> the only way to fix that was to, to ply them herself. Oh gosh. I had a problem so this week. My kids refused to eat leftover tacos. Really? Yeah. Wife told me to just throw them out. And I did. But I have no idea what the hell to do with the tacos. <laughs> I love it. You know, that's 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 funny. I love that. I, I love a variation of that joke. Which is? I made fish tacos the other night. Okay. But they just swam away. They didn't oh. like them. <laughs> Do you ever make fish tacos? I don't Do like ever fish. Eat them? I don't like fish that much. But you eat it. You go to Long John Silver's. You told me once, like once a year. Well, yeah, I like Long John's, but that's not real fish, right? Of course it is. <laughs> that's real fish. Oh, okay. You thought they were using fake artificial fish on their menus? Sure, why not? No, I do like it. But see, it's kind of like White Castles. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't eat that a lot. It's too greasy, too much. However, years ago, when there were Long John Silver's more about, there, there are very few of them now. Yeah, almost gone. Um, I worked with a guy whose wife was a district manager for Long John Silver's. Okay. And she said, if you ever want to get great service at Long John Silver's, you simply mention the fold of the fish. And what that means and what that tells the people 
is that you or somebody from corporate, because that is the corporate term for how much batter is on the fish and what the fish looks like when it comes out of the grease. Gotcha. And if you, and I did that for years and never, I mean, it was fresh, it was hot, it was perfect. It even looked like it would was on the pictures, the plate that you would get. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you don't get that very often. But I, I, I'm pretty sure old Jack has long since passed, and I'm sure his wife has too at this point. But um, yeah. I just searched for Long John Silver's locations near me. There's one in Shelbyville. There's one in Danville. I think the one in Danville's closed. Maybe. <laughs> even, even so. The next closest one was LaGrange. Yeah, I've been to that one. Two. Other than LaGrange, which that's a long way. Uh, yeah. That's sad. Yeah, well, it happens. I mean, that's the way of things, right? But how is there still Captain D's everywhere? Captain D's is awesome, dude. Thought it was better than Long John's? Oh, yeah. I'm taking your picture. Don't get out of the picture. <laughs> I was trying to get out of the bright light behind you oh see oh man so you had a good week dude (laughs) listen so in real estate in your first couple of years you have to do what they call ple training which just post license training okay well that, when you get into the business and you start doing business, a lot of people, when they come in, they struggle. They, 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 it takes them a while to get going. So they're using that PLA, the PLE to fill their time, to just kind of get their feet wet. Um, I was very, very blessed um, when I came into real estate that I hit the ground running. And I didn't even think about that PLE training until a couple of weeks ago. I got an email from the state saying, hey, Steve, you have to do a bunch of PLE training and it has to be done within a couple of weeks and we're going to pull your license. So I have been working nonstop since then to get this PLE done. And it's nobody's fault but my own. I knew it was there. I knew I had to do it. Completely forgot about it, blew it off, whatever. And now it I am paying the piper. <laughs> I would have thought the real estate agency that you work with would have helped keep track of that. Sometimes, but you know, it comes down to we're we're adults. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know, I mean But the people you're talking about are adults in a brand new profession that they've never been in before. So there's a lot of things that, you know, for the guys who've been doing it 10, 15, 20 years. That comes second nature, but to the guy who's brand new to the industry, did you even know this was required until you got the letter from the state? Oh, yeah. I mean, they they talk about it in your school when you pass your test. They just forgot it. Just forgot it. I mean, literally, like I say, most people come in and they kind of struggle their first year or two. They really do. And I was very, very blessed that that wasn't the case for me. Not to toot my own horn, but. Out of four thousand some agents in Kentucky, rookie of the year when I came in. So I came in, you know, blazing basically. Um, so yeah, just just blew it out. Just just forgot it. <laughs> Very easy to, to do, I'm sure. Paying the piper now. So I have been 
what's the word for exhaustion and then multiply that? <laughs> That's where I'm at sort of right here. Hopefully tomorrow will be the last day and uh, I'll have it all wrapped up. And then um, the goal is to be wrapped up tomorrow so that I can take a day off Friday. I haven't had a full day off with nothing going on for a long time. So it's going to be really nice to have that. Everyone needs that occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. You were talking about the realtors. It made me remember something I thought I'd read a long time ago. I just Googled it. Over 87% of real estate agents do not last two years. Yeah, no. 87%. That's a huge failure rate. It, it, it is. And here's why. I honestly believe it's like so many other things. If you are a real estate agent and you're brand new and you go into, you don't, how do I put this? You have to you have to go into this business as with any business, I believe. And when you go in to talk to people at different agencies or whatever, as much as they're interviewing you, you need to be interviewing them. What do you offer me? Where, where's my training? How many people in this in this office has been doing this and is willing to help out? And, and I'm just going to be blunt. Um, I spoke to six, seven agencies before I chose Century 21 here in Lawrenceburg. Um, and I, I didn't feel that everywhere. Um, when I walked into there, it was like, hey, come on in. And a 10-minute conversation turned into two and a half hours. You, you have to know what you're getting into. A lot of people go in, they think they're going to get a regular check. You don't get regular checks as a real estate agent. Um, so you have two options, work a second job or work hard, <laughs> you know. Or the, the industry is known for being a great job for housewives. Sure. Because in many cases, they've got a husband who's the primary breadwinner. They don't have to have her income. They don't depend upon her income. So when she's first starting off and she's going or through he, the learning phase, I mean, or that, he, that, that's switched true. A lot I, now. No, I agree. But historically, that's you know years ago, that's what it was known for. And uh, because you, you're right, for a year or two, historically, the business paid very, very little to those people who didn't have the experience. Yeah, and and it's one of those catch twenty twos. You're not going to get a lot of business without that experience. Yep. But you are going to get the experience. Put in the time with right. low money. Right. And again, I was very blessed there. I had come into a situation. I had a little savings saved up and was able to, yep. to make that happen. But, you know, I have what I was going toward a minute ago. I just have an amazing team that I work with. I, I sat down and figured it up the other day. There's almost 200 years of experience at the office that I work at. And Wait. in many offices, it's a competition. Oh, I got to. I can't help you because that might hurt me. And that's not yep. the way it is in my office. Anybody there is willing to help out. If you go on vacation, they're willing to cover you. They're not going to backstab you. That doesn't happen. And and as a new agent or a new place, any, any place that you go work, you will find yourself in a lot better position if you are interviewing the person interviewing you. You'll get a good sense because people don't quit bad jobs. They quit bad managers. 
And most of the time, who's going to be doing the interviews? The manager. Sure. You know, if they're sitting there in your interview and they're bad-mouthing the help they got already, what are they going to be doing to you in three months? You're absolutely right. <laughs> so that I've been in interviews that did that. And that I'm like, what? That reminded me of an article I read in the last week or so. And it was talking about that it's hey, just as important for you to interview them as it is for them to interview you. And it mentioned that when you 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 have an opportunity when you are interviewing them, usually at the end of any interview, they'll they'll always say, "Do you have any questions for me?" You can say, "No, I think you've answered it. I, I'm good," and you can walk away, and you've lost a great opportunity to make a great impression. The article gave one suggested question to ask that I thought was really good. It said, "If there is one thing." that the person that you're interviewing for, whoever it is you hire, there's one thing they could do that would blow you away. What is it? I think it would be a very good question to ask on an interview. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think that any question there means that, A, you're paying attention. B, you actually have a brain. C, that. Well, you it know, needs to show you've also done your research. So that's not any absolutely. question. Absolutely, You're absolutely right. So um, you put in the time and the effort. You know, I I always, always end the interview with, I can't wait to talk to you again. Yep. You know, it, I'm not giving them the option to not call me. <laughs> I mean, sometimes if you, you're not the guy, you're not the guy, they're not going right. to call. But I'm making sure that I'm aware, I'm looking them in the eye and giving them the opportunity. Hey, I can't wait to talk to you again. You know? And also that you believe in yourself and you believe that you are the guy and that they will call you. Back. Absolutely. Absolutely. You believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, no one will. <laughs> what do we talk about today? <laughs> yep. You got to know your worth going into Absolutely. it, too. Um, now, if you're a kid just starting, it's your first job, you can't go in there expecting that you have a lot of great worth to offer McDonald's or wherever you're going. But if you're a seasoned vet, you're in your 20s and you've worked a few jobs, you damn sure need to know your because what would you say earlier? Nobody's going to fight for your money more than you are. That's right. Bottom line. So you better know what you bring to the table when you go in. Anywho, that's your advice from Uncle Jerry and Uncle Steve tonight on interview success. Maybe Don (laughs) Lemon and Tucker Carlson will listen and use this on the next interviews they go to. I don't think Tucker. Don Lemon's never going to work again in the industry. I don't think. He's terrible. Who's he going to work for? There's too many companies out there. So he's not going to have the opportunities that Tucker Carlson does. That's for sure. sure Tucker Carlson was the top rated host for the top rated news show in the business. So he, uh, Lemon doesn't have those opportunities, but he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll come out fine. He will be employed by someone. Maybe somewhere, someone, some, Hey, Don Lemon, if you want to get an interview on on the newsworthy podcast, give us a call. Jerry will be happy to interview what it's like to be such an amazing, amazing to be such a, the lead of such an amazing New York news organization. I have never said anything similar. (laughs) No, but I could feel it emanating across the desk. You absolutely can. (laughs) So. The only thing between you and Don Lemon is that tree you both hugging. I'm just saying. Really? Yeah. What tree are we hugging? (laughs) You know, that tree hugging. What tree are we hugging? Yeah, the big tree with an L on it. That's all. Oh, okay. 
I see. So, how's the babies? How's the about? grandbabies? Sorry, they're doing fine. Good. They're doing fine. Growing. Grandkids are amazing. Well, I was just gonna say, you say they're growing, and I, you blink. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's all it takes is a blink. Seems like it's even more true with grandkids than it was my child, my daughter. Sure. Well, but it was very true with her as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think I've told you this before, but when they are little, the nights seem so long, <laughs> especially when they're not feeling well and they're crying and you can't get them satisfied. But the nights seem so long and the years so short. It's very true. And it seems like it's even more true with my grandchildren than it is, than it was with my daughter. Well, all you can do is enjoy them. Uh, I don't get to see mine nearly as much as I want, um, but we're you know there's going to come a time and a place for that. Absolutely. Thankfully, so. mine live about a mile away from me, so I get to see them quite often. Yeah, that's good. All right, well, let's get into it. Let's just do it. We already got into it a little bit. Uh, well, Tucker and Don, your boys. No, no, boy. I, I really, boys. I know you hate them. I know you badmouth them. You, you, and some of it's deserved. You don't like some, Tucker. Tell me one thing I've said about him that's not deserved. No, no. I'm just saying that you don't like him at all. And I, I think it's 100 really, deserved. I really, really, really like Tucker Carlson. Really like. Him. I, I'm sure you do. He's <laughs> like a lot of people that you really like. Oh, I really like on both sides of his mouth. He, you can't trust a friggin' thing he says. He's a known pathological liar, which is a big reason he got fired, which is the reason that I've said from the very beginning that I don't like him. I don't need people to say things that I like, but I need it to be trustworthy. I need it to be believable, and Tucker's not. You know, that's why he lost his job. Well, I personally believe that Fox News is imploding. I don't know. They paid out this huge sum in part because it's of Tucker. Huge part. Huge um, part due to him. And several other hosts, all of which are probably going to get the axe at some point yeah. as soon as their contracts are up. He's the fall guy from what I've heard and read. You think Tucker so? Was it. And he was far and away the, the biggest culprit in the fact that they they knew they had lost before they went to court. That's yeah. why they settled for $787 million, three quarters of a billion. Yeah. Keep in mind, that's the, they had two major lawsuits facing them. That's the small one. Yeah. They've still got the two point seven billion dollar from oh, Smartmatic. Smartmatic has no case though. Here's here's why. Of They've all of won. the of all of the voting machines used in the election, Smartmatic had exactly one voting machine. They're not going to get billions of dollars. You're missing the point. They're not going to get billions because Dominion didn't get billions. But you're missing the point. The case is already over. They've already lost the case. Through discovery in the Dominion case, they've lost, which is a big reason why Tucker Carlson got fired. It was proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that he didn't believe anything that he was going on air and saying night after night. Well, yet he continued to do it. Fox News lost Tucker. They also lost Dan Bongino, who were basically neck and neck, one and one, one and two, depending on the night, depending on the slot. Uh, now, the Bongino thing said that that was just a and even he came out on on Rumble, which is where he's at now, uh, on his podcast and said, look, it was an animosity between us. We just couldn't come to terms on the money. And that was that. But still, that is a huge one-two loss, in my opinion. I, he's not as big as uh, 
O'Reilly. Hmm? O'Reilly was a bigger loss. Oh, but O'Reilly's doing fine. Bon Jovi. I mean, all, all these guys fine. are going to do just fine. Absolutely, including here's, Tucker. Here's the thing that's going to blow your mind. What? You know, you, you, you hit on it a little bit over dinner that he's thinking of politics, but I'm thinking you were thinking too low. No. There's a rumor sinking around out there that Tucker Carlson's going to be running for president. Well, and how I mean, exciting would that be? He fits right in with the presidents. Well, first of all, politicians is he going to get? Discovery has provided emails which proves that he hated Trump, thought Trump was detestable, uh, didn't believe anything that he was going on the air and saying. But he's not going to get any liberal votes, and he has killed a ton of his conservative votes. So I don't know who they think that he would be appealing to. Mm. You? <laughs> I mean, I've All never. The lies that he was proven to have told doesn't bother you a bit? Oh, sure it does. But that's what, what, what I think you'd be a perfect politician. How many politicians out there doesn't lie? My question is, when they are a proven pathological liar before they're elected to office and they somebody mentions them running, you, Mr. Steve, are over here with your hand up in the air immediately. And my question is why? Well, no, I mean, first of all, I don't trust any politician, bluntly. If, so why if would a, you if, reward the pathological liars by well, giving them one your support president. before they even announce they're running? We have one as president. And do you support him? Nope. Of course not. So why would you support this guy? <laughs> because it's fun. I like to. I like to uh, get your get you moving. Because it's <laughs> fun. Guess what tomorrow is? Uh, the day after today. I'm yes, just... it is one day that you won't get to see me, and that'll make okay. you very sad. And I'm sorry. I probably have enough Kleenexes on him. I'm good. I'm glad. Tomorrow's a draft. It's what the NFL draft oh, yeah. tomorrow. That's right. Woo -woo. What about our boy Will Levis? Rumors are he's going number one overall to Jacksonville. Think so? Yeah. Oh, Mochi, I wish I could. There's no way that's happening tomorrow or Friday. Maybe on an outside shot Saturday, but I doubt it. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe Sunday. Sunday might be good for that. Sunday afternoon. Good for Visiting family. I got you. Um, I just want. By the way, I thought when you said Jacksonville, Carolina Panthers. Have Carolina, yeah, 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 my bad. Jacksonville has their quarterback. They, uh, Frank, what's his name, has already had Frank a press Ryan. conference the other day, and he said they know who they're. Picking. Yeah, that's kind of cool. How that I like how that came about too. Um, him and the GM. The GM walks in and says, "Hey, who do you think of a quarterback?" He says the answer, and he says, "We're on the same page. Let's make it happen." Didn't say who it was. Didn't say what it was or where he's coming from, but I thought that was cool. I, I, that, that shows me uh, an organization that has been wrought with dysfunction finally seems to be on Discombobulation. the same page. Yeah, they, they've been bad. They have. You don't just get to be the number one pick in the NFL draft without being really bad. <laughs> you can. You can buy it. Unless you trade for it. Trade for it, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is officially a Jet. What do you think of that? I don't care. <laughs> I don't have to face him in the NFC now twice a year. He doesn't seem to have hard feelings, which I was proud of, because what happened to him was exactly what put him into the starting position in the first place. It's what drove – that they did to him what they did to Brett Favre, right? Same deal. Not really. Yeah, really. 
The difference treated is, him like crap at the end of his career, kind of under the covers, forced him out. Sure. He has been a cancer in Green Bay for the last two years. I think so. Absolutely. How long have they Passive treated aggressive. him as oh, Steve, you're forgetting which did they first. drafted a quarterback and that's a bad thing? And didn't even talk to him, didn't have a, a conversation about his role with the organization, the fact that they were drafting a quarterback. When you've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which three years who ago was, was three years ago was 34. <laughs> when you have one of the best quarterbacks. And Tom Brady's what? Not Almost a, 10 not years a, above here's that. The, here's the difference. There's a reason that Tom Brady is the GOAT. Not everybody's quarterbacks Brady. play well past the age of 34. Not many. 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 37 is usually about the cap. Okay, that's three years beyond where he was. My point was they didn't treat him well either, I didn't think, to be the star player of a, a good team. They weren't great. So uh, you, you can't say that it was an absolute great dominating team. They were a good team with a fantastic quarterback, and they treated him like crap. I think the only way that the Green Bay Packers – treated Aaron Rodgers worse than Aaron Rodgers treated Green Bay is not getting him any receiver help. Well, that's one That's thing. it. <laughs> and But you're forgetting that everything they did to him came first. It was only after that that he began to, you know, like, hey, guys, if this is the way this is headed, we might have a problem here. Yeah, we, we want to draft your successor so they can learn from you, so you can he help didn't have mentor a problem them. With he had a problem with the way that it was brought up or not brought up to him. That's yeah. exactly what he said at the time. At least you set me down, have a conversation, and tell me what's going on. At least if you're going to draft my replacement, tell me. Yeah, don't, don't make me I read about it in the news. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't think anybody actually thought Jordan Love was ever going to replace Favre. Still, though, Jordan Love is not that good of a quarterback. Sometimes you draft guys to be backups. Just saying. No. What? Not the case. Yeah. Everything that came out of that organization was that he was 100% expected to be his replacement. Well, that's what you're supposed to, to say. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> supposed to piss off your NFL quarterback by drafting a guy to be his replacement, but you don't bother to sit down and tell him, hey, this is just I'm your just replacement. Saying, that's I, ludicrous. I'm that makes glad, zero I'm sense. I'm glad that he's happy. I'm glad that the Jets are happy. So You were such an Aaron Rodgers fan for many never, years. Okay. Never. I've never liked Aaron Rodgers. This is the guy. Here's, Hold on. Let I, me I take, like no, Aaron no, 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 no. I started this. I played with you in fantasy football for many sure. years. Aaron Rodgers, year after year, would be projected to be a – mid to late third round, beginning fourth round pick. And you, Mr. Steve, would take him in the first round year after year yeah. after year. Until we You valued him much higher than anyone did for many. Hey, a minute ago when I said you were an Aaron Rodgers fan for many years no, and no. you denied it. Yeah, you I, were. I've never liked Aaron Rodgers. Why would I've you always liked Aaron Rodgers' stats. There's a big difference between liking the person and liking what they do in the football Oh, he can field. put up exceptional numbers, but. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, exactly. Mm -hmm. He put up great numbers and still be a dick. I don't <laughs> – it's to me where he is. I don't like the guy. I would never – if I seen Aaron Rodgers in public and he's like, hey, let's have a beer, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Seriously. I don't the like Jets, him at all. From everything I've heard and read, since they have traded for him, are expected to do better than they have in many years. Well, sure. They For a guy have. that you said was washed up and done two or three no, years I'm ago. saying that he's at the end of his career 
it makes sense from a business standpoint to have a capable backup. 100% agree. That's got (laughs) nothing to do with what we're talking about. That's not why he was, was pissed off at them. I can't, I can't feel for him in any way. I I don't feel for any of these guys. Make way too much money for that. Right. It's a business. If you don't like how the game's played, get out the game. It's a, And he's never said anything but that. He's not contesting that, you know, he's not saying he was treated badly or anything. So I was glad to hear that he moved on well. Yeah. So anyway, what you got today? What's your your topic? Well, we touched on it a little bit, but Carlson and Lemon, uh, huge news. The fact that both was fired on the same day. A week before, if someone had asked you, what are the odds of either one of these guys getting fired? You'd be like, eh, Lemon, maybe. You know, he's, he wasn't that highly rated. His numbers weren't that good. He's an idiot. But especially <laughs> with Tucker Carlson, well, again, he, Tucker, far bigger idiot, but had good numbers. He was the top-rated host for the top-rated news company. And uh, he closed out his show on Friday afternoon, telling the people, I'll see you on Monday. And was fired over the weekend. Was actually, a chance to say he goodbye. was actually fired while having his prep Monday prep meeting. And was in the middle of renegotiating a contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, from everything that I've read, it came straight from Rupert Murdoch. This was not the CEO. This was not a COO's decision. This was Rupert Murdoch's decision. And there was two, two reasons. One we mentioned was the legal liability that... Due to several factors, with the majority being him and the emails that came out during the discovery phase, Fox's lawsuit with Dominion never made it to trial. It did make it through discovery phase. And by the end of discovery phase, enough evidence had come out that it was obvious they were going to lose. With Tucker Carlson being a huge part of that. Now, again, as we mentioned, they've also got the lawsuit with Smartmatic coming up. So that was part of it. The other part was in these emails, apparently Tucker was also very disparaging toward Fox management and Rupert Murdoch to the point that Murdoch was pissed enough to decide to fire the top rated host he had. (laughs) Uh, Big news. I'm just going to say, I'll revert back to what we just said. People don't leave bad jobs. They leave bad management. So apparently there's an emergency somewhere. So you're saying that it was just bad management? I don't think bad management gets you the number one rated company for many, many years. I don't see. <laughs> Do you hear that? No, I hear that. <laughs> okay. Let me give you some background because I know the people at home are hearing that. So a fire truck just ran up the street and that was my dog howling with a fire truck. <laughs> You were showing them that they're not the only ones that can make very loud noises. Oh, my gosh. Eddie Spaghetti. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sorry for the interruption. No. But you were... You you seem to be insinuating that Fox has bad management. And my point is, I don't think you have the number one rated news company for the number of years that they have. Now, we've got to admit, a big part of that is due to the fact that on the liberal side, there's a lot of competition. Conservative side, there's not a whole lot of competition. So that yeah. that's a big part of being the number one rated host. But Fox has done pretty well for a long time. I don't know that you can do that with bad management. Well, I feel like there's going to be a paradigm shift soon. 
I, I just what? do. Meaning that I, I think that Fox is now Glenn Beck and some of the other guys are thinking that the libs have kind of forced Fox's hand in this. And I don't necessarily agree with I that. Agree with that but I, I do feel like that you can't keep kicking your number one guys to the curb before that audience starts picking, peeling off with them and going to wherever they are. It hasn't happened so far, and they've done that many, many times in the past. Sure. They've not kicked the number one guy to the curb. The number one guy has left for a variety of reasons. Uh, Glenn Beck himself. Why did he leave? I don't even recall now. But they didn't con- hire him. It was a contract dispute. They didn't want to pay him. When they couldn't have come to terms. Yeah. yeah. And they've lost more than one due to that reason. And sometimes some of these guys think that they're a lot better than what they are. You know, keep in mind, Fox was number one before Tucker Carlson, and they'll be number one after Tucker Carlson is gone. So I think sometimes these things go to their heads. Same deal with Glenn Beck. They were number one before him. They oh, were number I think one Glenn after is still at the top of his game. I absolutely not disputing that. I'm simply yeah. saying that Glenn Beck probably asked for too much money. Yeah, yeah. I've done that in the past. I think we all the have. difference has if you know your worth and you believe in yourself, you probably could do that every once in a while. Yeah, the difference is I was actually worth the money I was asking. Hi, I'm yeah. Ed Lock with USA Mortgage. Here at USA Mortgage, we view you as customer for life. That means we are with you every step of your journey to help before, during, and well after you move into your new home. Home buying can be stressful, but we are here to make the process easy. I know driving determination with my very talented team here at USA Mortgage will make for some incredible things. You can expect to receive great customer service from me with many customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home or refinance, I can be the driver that gets you there. Call or text me at 502-680-0953. To find out how to get approved, MLS ID 448908, that's Acquisition LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, MLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. Anywho. So, <laughs> finish well, up my number one. What's your number one? Talk well, about. I have two number ones. Okay. Can you have two number ones or is it just one number two? Well, for one of them, I have to wipe. So we'll go with the other one. You have to wipe? Yeah. One number two, two number. It was a plate. Never mind. That was not a good joke. (laughs) It was not a good joke because you didn't catch it. No, I caught it. (laughs) I'm just wondering if I heard it correctly, but I caught it. So. Bathroom humor. Yeah. You know, you can't go wrong with two dudes (laughs) talking about bathroom humor. Poop jokes go all the way. I'm just saying. Ask Jacob. Anywho, (laughs) so just the other day, we had probably the greatest scientific event happen that's happened in the last 30 years. Very exciting, very inspirational, and (laughs) it's twofold. First of all, that's how I feel about it. Elon Musk lifted SpaceX lifted the biggest spaceship the biggest rocket the biggest it's by far the biggest rocket that's ever launched off of the face of the earth Um, for how long 
It doesn't matter. <laughs> the it point, doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Because mm -hmm. the whole, it doesn't, Jerry. The whole point of this test was to launch the rocket and get to stage two. After that, everything else above that was candy and cupcakes. That was the whole point of this test, which is why they blew it up. They didn't blow it up. They did blow it up. They blew it up? Yes. Or it exploded? They they blew it up okay. because it started coming down uncontrollably. They have that ability. But my point was they didn't intend for it to end the way that it did. No, it they was going to, to be, be destroyed. They didn't intend to blow it up at the very beginning of the launch. Um, I don't think that's accurate. There was this was not designed to go into space. I'm not saying that it was, but it was exploded. They blew it up way quicker than they intended. No, it lasted way longer than they had hoped. I thought I'd read that it ended much quicker than they had expected. There's a reason why their entire control panel was cheering when they blew it up, as opposed to oh or crying. It it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Blew up. We understand it exploded as designed. See, in, this right here is why I hate the media because they have, because Elon Musk is involved and the libs hate Elon Musk because of Twitter and because, oh, all of a sudden this wealthy businessman isn't one of them. Every place you go to see CNN, MSNBC, all of these networks are just belittling the whole project. Oh, it cost it it caused a fire on the ground or it blew concrete chunks over here when did we ever hear about that when nasa was blowing shit up all the time we did I, it just i don't remember this NASA is blowing shit up all the time uh challenger i'm not saying it's never happened i'm saying <laughs> all the time i don't think it's a very fair assessment this rocket lifting off the ground and attaining stage two was the exact meaning of what the test was for. And it accomplished that wonderfully. Now, this is supposed to go into three stages. Stage one, primary fair rocket, switching to stage two, secondary rocket. Stage three is separation and relanding was the way that had, had that happened, they would have been ecstatic. But they were just hoping to get from stage one, lifting the rocket past the platform and igniting the secondary boat boosters. They did both of those things. So everything after that, whatever. But it's a very exciting thing. This rocket has the ability to not only take a couple of dudes to the moon to take enough equipment to start the process of building moon bases and so forth and so on. So that's all I got about that. I just Googled it. It was very exciting. And uh, the first headline that come up, SpaceX is grounded after rocket explosion caused extensive environmental damage. Oh, sure. Sure. So Where that, did you that get that? was planned. Where did you get that at? Uh, that's NPR.org. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Let me go let these dogs out. Okay. China has been the most populated country since at least 1950. And that's when the United Nations has been collecting data on population. Now, I don't know if you'd heard, but that's about to change within a couple of months. India is predicted to pass China as the most populated country in the world sometime around the end of June, middle June to the 
middle of July, somewhere in that area. Both countries have more than 1.4 billion people together. When you add the two countries together, they make up more than one third of the world's 8 billion people. To put that in perspective, when you look at the landmass of the two countries versus, you know, the landmass of the world, China has 6.3% of the world's landmass. India has 2%. So put together less than 10%, 8.5% of the landmass of the entire world. And yet they have more than one third of the world's 8 billion people. That's a whole lot of people. Over 2.4 billion people. In those two countries, what you is heard, India's projected to pass China and become the most populated country in the world. I saw that report. Um, sorry about that, guys. I had to let the dog out and I had to go to a bathroom break. I apologize. Um, I saw that report um, and I actually saw an article in regards to that. And I don't have it on my list, so I didn't pull it up and do the details. Um, but I'll try to find it for you. That That is part of China's problem. Part of China's aggression as of late is because they're concerned about the loss of population due to their own policies enacted back in the 60s and 70s. Um, and they are very concerned of their ability to maintain superpower status because of the loss, loss of population. They don't have the uh, workforce that they need. Right. And, and as, they, as their workforce matures and earns money and becomes middle class, um, they don't have the people that are going to take the job. <laughs> they are where we were not too long ago when people didn't, you know, nobody wanted to do those jobs. And I'm using air quotes because now they're middle class and they want to keep moving up. But there's a whole lot. China is a very weird, they're in a flux right now. And, and it's kind of a scary thing. Um. And I don't know how that they work themselves out of it, if that makes sense. I don't know that they can. What they didn't realize is when they put in the one child only, and then they upped it to two and then to three, and now you can have as many kids as you want because of this problem. A lot of the Chinese folks decided, <laughs> it's okay. I, I, can dig, I can dig with only one kid. So, anywho, I know that wasn't the, the article you were covering, but India is... It, it, they're having more populace, more people in half the space. Yeah. <laughs> One third the space. One third the space. Um, wow. China has 6.3% of the world's landmass. India, 2%. Ooh. So less than one third of the space of China. And within the next month, month and a half, more people. Now, I have a question. Sure. India is a very temperate climate. It is. As the as the globe goes, sort of like right where we are, do they have the resources to feed that many people, or are they an ex, a net ex importer of food? Oh, it's got to be huge net importer of a thing. I mean, that's a good market for us to exploit. <laughs> our farmers, oh, I'm always thinking and looking out for our farmers. Let's send them some food. By the way, not not to keep running it into the ground, but I did a research and. This article, I'm sure you'll ask where it's from, comes from Politico.com. But it says that FAA has grounded SpaceX's Starship rockets as a direct result of the explosion minutes into the launch. So I don't think the FAA is going to be grounding 
if this is a great success, as you're saying? I'm just saying that it was a huge success. Then why would the Federal Aviation Administration grant? I have no idea. No idea. That happened on last Thursday. Everything that I'd read up until today said from Elon Musk, from SpaceX. I'm sorry. Go ahead. From most people who have any direct knowledge of this program at all said that it was a huge success. The outlined goals of what this spaceship plan was on this test launch was completed 100%. Then I still ask the same question. Why would the FAA ground them? Don't know. Anyway, what do you got next? Uh, Well, since we're in the doldrums, let's go on and keep going. In the dead of night, last night, night before last, uh, according and through social media sites, as opposed to in front of hundreds of people and supporters and rockets, President Biden launched his re-election campaign in a almost incoherent, incoherent uh, speech. I don't. Can, if you're just looking at a teleprompter and speaking into a camera, is that a speech? If there's nobody actually listening, it's kind of like if a tree falls in the forest. Do no you anyone actually hear it? Yeah. Aren't you uh, so excited? You know, we talked about this months ago, literally. Do you remember when we discussed the very or way, way early potential list of candidates? Yeah. That was several months ago. And we said even then that unfortunately and sadly, it was probably going to be Biden against Trump again. And as of right now, it looks like that's exactly what everything is pointing towards. Yeah. I yeah. hope we're wrong on one or both. But that's sadly what it looks like it's headed towards. And I don't like either friggin' one of them any more than I did 2020. The why it's been a pretty given knowledge that before big appearances, they they give Joe Biden a boost of vitamins to help with his yeah, I've I've seen that video. They say what? Pretty common knowledge. Would you care to show me where you got this information? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Tucker Carlson. That's where he got it. Good old Tucker. Why would you not give this man some vitamins, some energy drinks, some hell, give him some insure so they can at least have a legitimate conversation with the camera? You know that he used to stutter, right? (sighs) He's not a good public speaker at all. You know, two come to mind. If if I ask you who were the, the in recent time the best two presidents at public speaking, who would oh, you say? Probably without Obama would be first by no, far. Absolutely not. Public speaker? Think so. The whole he reason good. he was elected is because he could number carry one him. without a shadow of a doubt Ronald Reagan. Period. Oh, absolutely. End of well, you just said it'd be Obama. You said recent. I don't hardly consider Reagan recent. Reagan? And number two would probably be Bill Clinton. Uh, Bill's probably three for me. Yeah. You can throw Obama in there. So we're not saying people we like. We're just saying guys yeah, who are good at public speaking. Absolutely. On the other end of the yeah, spectrum. Right. I, I didn't know you was going back as far as Reagan. I yeah. love Reagan. I, can, I still can He was listen. extremely good at it. I can still listen to his speeches today. Do you just, remember to this day what Walter Mondale, or the last that he had said, when Walter Mondale realized he'd lost the election? What's that? Think about it. It was during the debate, and Reagan uttered oh, one comment. Yeah. 
<laughs> Remember what he was? <laughs> no matter what you guys say, I refuse to allow age to become. At the time, people were saying, is Reagan too old? Is, is he too old? Can he, should he even be considered? Kind of like we're saying now about Biden, right? But, hey, Farrell, we're glad you're here, man, or lady. Absolutely. Glad you joined us tonight. But during one of the debates, they had kind of brought it up, and Reagan appeared to get pissed off and upset. And he was like, I refuse to allow age to become a factor in this election. We will not talk about my opponent's youth and inexperience. <laughs> and everyone cracked up. The oh, moderators, yeah. Mondale, the audience, everyone cracked up. And later, Mondale said numerous times, he, at that moment, he went home and told his wife, at that moment, I knew I'd lost the election. Yeah. He'd won. Mm-hmm. Great public speakers. Biden is not one. George W. Bush was not one. No. Jimmy Carter wasn't one. Those are the opposite. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that doesn't dis- that doesn't detract his lack of public speaking. First of all, he wasn't in public. Second of all, when you're in front of a freaking camera that's out to the world, that is as public as you can get. Is public it it's not the matter of how many people are in the room. When your broadcast is going out to millions of people, that is as public as here, it gets. Here's, but it didn't go out live, Jerry. That's the thing I'm trying to say. It was recorded. So you're I don't not think gonna, they're doing retakes. Anymore. You're not going to make them do retakes until he gets it right? This is a, a re-election. If you know campaign. that 100 retakes and he won't get any better, why would you bother starting down that trail? <laughs> well, because you feed him orange juice and blueberry muffins until he no, wakes up enough to make it happen. Okay, Tucker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this was the worst presidential re-election campaign launch I've ever seen. I didn't watch ever. It. A million times again. Ever, 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 How ever, would you ever. watch it? Well, because it's news. It's our job. No. No, That's not my job. It was bad. It was terrible. Four more years. Terrible. So anyway, I was I was severely overwhelmed with emotion and pride and joy and uh, I'm like you. We're running right back toward the jigsaw that is Donald Trump and is Joe Biden and is going to go again. And why? It's sad. Depends on who wins. Who cares? We're going to get exactly what we got, what we deserve. Who was it that said that? We, we, the American people will get who they deserve at the polls. It's just crazy to me. I agree. <sighs> Maybe we'll get lucky and it'll be like a DeSantis Carlson ticket or something. That'd be awesome. That'd just make you happy, yeah. wouldn't it? You'd be like doing jumping you know, over. I, I'm not a big fan of DeSantis and certainly not of Tucker Carlson. But at this point, I would be ecstatic to see that instead of Biden or Trump. No kidding. Absolutely. No kidding. I think your dogs are just going to bark for the whole night. Yeah, there's there going to be that. much you can do about it. You're doing the thing tonight. Well, I've got another topic, but I cannot start it until Steve gets back. It's too important. I've got to see the smile on his face when he hears about the next one. You know, we in recent weeks haven't uh, talked a lot about how much or how the ways you guys can get in contact with us. We do love to hear from each and every one of you. A couple of ways you can do that. 
One is to email us at newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. The other one is our um, number that you can text us at at area code 540-709-1318. Yeah, absolutely. Text us, call us, uh, not call us, text us, email us. Tell us what you want to hear in the next show. Um, we were talking about the ghost thing from earlier. Um, the church never has called back. <laughs> yep. For those who follow the show on a regular basis, knows what that's about. The Sasquatch people would uh, certainly know. Yeah. Um, we are definitely working on that. Uh, they haven't called us back. And we are still working on figuring out the best way to have guests on our show to make it work through Podbean. That's a uh, point of contention, if you would like to say it in a nice way with us right now. But we're trying that to figure is. that out for sure. Because we, I, I feel like that would certainly add to the show to be able to get yes, guests in on a daily basis, you know, on a weekly basis or whatever. Um, and a semi-annual basis would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Any basis. Right now, we can't do it. Let's uh, oh. bring them here. Yeah. Which, that's okay, too, but then they just fall in love with my dogs and they never want to leave. That's the problem. Yeah, I told everyone when you left I was ready to start the next one, but couldn't until you got back. I'm back. I wanted your, uh, you to be able to hear all of this one. Oh, I'm, now I'm scared. Scared of what? Uh, whatever it is you're getting ready to craziness you're getting ready to bring uh, up. Oh. Do you remember the We Build the Wall fundraising group? Uh, yes. Started by Steve Bannon and some friends of his uh, that their purpose was ever going to have Trump pay for the wall. A co-founder of the group, Brian Kofaji, was sentenced to 51 months in prison today. Reason? He stole hundreds of thousands of dollars that was donated to that group. Two other men have already been found guilty as well. Now, Bannon, you might be wondering what's his part in all this. He will not be doing any time for his part in the theft. He was initially arrested. He was on a yacht in the Mediterranean. He was originally arrested and he faced federal charges, but his buddy Trump was nice enough to pardon him in the last few hours he was in office. So Steve Bannon got to go free and he was part of the theft, all told of millions of dollars that people, individuals, just Joe Blows, that was donating to try to help Trump pay for his wall. I just stupid. I just, I just, I, I cannot stand when people, when when we allow greed to take over. I mean, like you say, this is Joe Blows. This is everyday folks that have a core belief that that's an issue. Yep. And, and they're trying to too. fix it. You know, I don't necessarily not, agree with it, but it's what they believed in. They were yep. spending their money to help make it happen. Which they were putting I their money where their mouth is. Absolutely. Put yeah. your money where your mouth is. They were doing that. And here, Bannon and his buddies. Jackwad stealing it. Yeah. Jeez. And no. what do you think of Trump pardoning Bannon? Well, I mean. Do you think, for, let me back up. Should presidential pardons be allowed? Should we get rid of that? Yes. Yes, we. they should be allowed. With stipulations. I don't think you should have your buddies. You should be able to. I think everyone agrees with that, but I don't know how you would codify that law. Because here, here's the way this whole kind of plays out. You know, we didn't have a a trial for President. Uh, my mind is going blank. What uh, was he charged with? 
Watergate. Nixon. Nixon, thank you. We didn't have a trial over from Nixon because he was pardoned by the next president, Gerald Ford. Which I thought was the yes, correct thing to do. Because you don't what he want, did was horrible. But he's a freaking president. Right. We don't need to. We don't do that. that. Which is why this whole thing in New York, I like or hate Trump. This is stupid. And this is, if you, if you would agree with this, you're talking about the brag deal, right? What do you think about the E. Jean Carroll rape trial? I don't think he gets to walk from that. Do you? If he's found guilty. No, I. I, That's a different story. Totally different. But the, the point is that. Kind of odd that you can't chat from the website. You can only do it from the app. That is kind of weird. I do what? Feral, this Feral Life, made a comment. We were talking about having guests. They said that kind of odd you can, can't chat from the website. You can only do it from the app. And that's been our whole thing. Con- our whole contention. Since the very Everything about the them is geared towards the app. If yeah. you're using the app, there's a lot of things that work that absolutely will not work. In a studio like we have now. Because in our (laughs) studio, we're we're not doing this from a phone. We're doing it from a laptop. And yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And Farrell, this is is one of the things we are rapidly approaching our one year podcasting. And we are actively researching our next publisher because we want to be able to do a lot of the things that we just can't do through Podbean. And it's, you know, Podbean, I'm sure if you're a single producer of content and you're utilizing your phone for 90, 98% of your content, it's fine. You know, no worries. It's good. Um, but for what we do, we have an actual studio. We have a soundbar. We have both laptops. It simply doesn't work anymore for where we are in our growth pattern, I guess, if that might make sense. But you're absolutely right. You can only do a lot of the craziness from the app, and that's just kind of how it's been. Yep. Um, now, back to where we're talking about. Oh, we, we're, presidential pardons. Yeah. And all that. I, you know, I just I think that there's a, a place for it. Yeah, probably. I just don't know where that place is. It's, it's kind of like executive orders. I feel like there's a place for it. I agree. It. But, but they way they've gone way too far with it. Way too far, and that's not something new. No, was no. it FDR? Yeah, I, I absolutely. Remember. One of the old guys had a few yeah. thousand. Yeah, during Steve the Great Depression. To, yeah, Steve and I got to talking one time about who was the worst and who had had the most. It was we FDR, it up and it was thousands, thousands. Yeah. all the other guys are hundreds, and, uh, and some of them, you know, maybe fifty, and. Yep. Uh, 100, 200, 400, and we're getting pissed at, you know, I don't remember the numbers. We're getting pissed at Trump uh, and Bush because they had several more yeah. than the ones before them. And suddenly we look back and FDR's thousands. Yes, yeah, hundred. I mean, just now he was kind of in a bad situation during World War II, during the Great Depression. There was a lot going on there that, and they didn't have cell phones back then yeah. or reliable telecommunications, really. So I kind of understand why they were bigger back in the back, but now we have instantaneous everything. We don't yeah. need those. But anywho. To the, for the most part, we do think that from a national security standpoint, the, pre, the, the president does need very huge powers yeah. in case of emergencies to be able to deal with those. Yeah. So you have to have some stipulations that allow them. The problem is, so many of the presidents just 
abuse the holy crap out of right, their privileges. Right. It is one of those, they use all, they don't use the black and white, they use the gray. Yeah. You know. Um, they don't use a sniper rifle, they use freaking shotguns. Yeah, basically. Everything. And then we spend the first two years, every time there's a president change, undoing and redoing freaking executive orders as opposed to, it's just stupid. Anyway. So what do you got? You want to finish it up? A little, little over an hour. So you get the last Oh, one. geez. Well, I got some good news, and I got one that's really bad news. <laughs> Which one to one. do with it? <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll, we'll keep the bad, bad one for last, and we'll talk about what happened in Denmark this last week. One of your favorite we, countries. Yeah. We need, to, we need to have a good news button. We haven't got a good news button. We need a good news button. I think that Emu News... Should work fine for that. Okay. Yeah, are good. Go. Oh. There we go. Oh, yeah. E-news. All right. So, good news happened just the other day. In Denmark, a very young girl, and you know I'm going to bring this up because I'm an avid, I, I love, love, love using my metal detector. Okay. So, a, a young girl in a cornfield in Denmark was out there just doing her thing. Very inexpensive uh, 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 metal detector. Oh, okay. Well, you guys say she's cornholing it or something. Oh, no, no, no. And she... <laughs> she's in a cornfield. Oh, my goodness. So, she's out there. Cornfield with her metal detector, and we get the picture. She found that this is just um, uh, out of a place called Bramslev. Bramslev. I'm I'm butchering that. I apologize to you folk in Denmark. Basically, she discovered three hundred silver coins dating back over a thousand years. Um, they were a mix of Arab, Germanic, and Danish world coins, and they were probably struck sometime between the years of 970 and 980. They had crosses, they had all kinds of stuff. So, um, it all started because she found a little ring and she kept digging around the ring and her buzzer kept going off. She thought she just found the ring. She pulled it out and it kept going off. She kept finding it. and. Uh, so most people, it was very close to a particular fort that they had in Denmark. Uh, most people think that that was probably a tax or a some sort of, they were coming there to do business with this, this money. It was probably Viking money that they had stolen and or raided for. And whatever poor guy just dropped the bag and lost it. <laughs> Found over a thousand years later. And this young lady is, Sitting on a gold, uh, a silver well, mine, if you will. She owned the property? Uh, no, but she had permission to look there. So, you know, when permission is given, they have the right to, to you know, it. to split it with whoever or keep whatever they find, really. Now, in in, in the States, that's the way it is. In, I didn't in, know in, that. In, I thought it belonged to the property owner. No, not necessarily. The property owner, a lot of times, will say, you know, if you find anything big, you got to split it with me. 
And if they say, okay, that's a legal binding contract, believe it or not, <laughs> in front of the courts if something happens. So but that's going to come down to in Denmark. who said what? In like Denmark, that's... I don't know that that's the case. But uh, I'm really happy for this, and I loved when I can uh, uh, chit-chat about people using a metal detector metal detector and finding a small fortune that's amazing if i'm not mistaken the uh, in the united states if it's government owned property they have the right to all of it but there's a stipulation up to like 50 dollars or 100 whatever you they don't bother with you keep right. that no problem but beyond a certain amount i know that i lived in fredericksburg virginia for years Oh, there's lots of areas over there. Civil Histor- War. Civil yeah. War. It was, yeah. you know, 50 miles south of Washington, D.C., 50 miles north of Richmond, the home of the yeah. north and the south. ton of battles fought in that area. To this day, a ton of belt buckles and bayonets and things like that are still found in the battlefields. And you're, you're able to use your metal detectors. They have certain stipulations on digging. You can only dig holes so big in circumference, so deep. And you're allowed to keep stuff up to a certain value. Beyond that, it's theirs. Well, and and it should be. It should be. There are certain things that should be in a museum. There are certain things that, because of the value of the historical, that they just have to be. You would think this coin's a thousand years old almost at that. Well, most people that find these, they what they usually do. Now, I'm not saying what this girl's going to do or her family's going to do, but what usually happens is they are on. They are presented on loan to a local museum museum for a certain number of time and then they get them back and then they can do what they want and or in most cases the museum just pays for that way they get paid and the you know it's not gone to a private collector whatever but anywho anything else jerry nope i do not guys everybody who's joined us all our new folks we appreciate you uh we appreciate you being here again Text us, email us, let us know um, what you want to hear in our show. We're approaching our one year, Jerry. We got to do something special for that. I agree. I don't know what that is. But as anyway, if you can't see the light. Be the light.